Ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two. This is the Breaking Barriers Podcast. The conversation about changing the narrative for boys and young men of color in Western New York. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Breaking Barriers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Robertson. And it's nice to be back in this seat again, hosting and actually leading the conversation today. But I do have with me uh, Mr. Xavier Lamar, co-host of the, of the Breaking Barriers Podcast. Also, Mr. Dwayne Sawyer and Mr. Deontay Brown. These young men are all members of the Breaking Barriers Youth Leadership Council. And I'm excited for the conversation that we're going to have today because we're going to take a look back at the year 2020 and everything that we've had to deal with, work through, all the adversity that we've faced. So I'm looking forward to hearing the perspective of our young men today on the podcast. Um, gentlemen, let's introduce yourselves. Let's go round robin. And Daniel forgot to turn off his phone. All right, Xavier, it's on you, man. All right. Hello, my name is Xavier Lamar. You already know the deal with me. Uh, 16 years old, junior at Tapestry Charter School. Uh, you already know my aspirations for the future. Presidency, that is my ultimate goal. And every day, this, I think this year, 2020, just going to give a quick thought of what this year has been. Just been a wild and eye-opening year. Mm-hmm. Put it like that. A quick reflection. Quick reflection. I can't wait to expand upon that. Mm-hmm. Mr. Sawyer. Hey, welcome, welcome what's back. good, y'all? I'm back and back and better. We back. I'm back. It feel good to be back. Every year, you already know, 19. Um, still finding myself. And I think COVID has really, really helped me out with that. You know, I've had some time for myself, and I really got into my mental, and I thought about some of my goals in life, and I've thought about how to achieve those goals. And now it's just time for me to put that to the ground and do what I got to do. So... Yeah, it's good to be back. It feel great. Glad to have you back in the fold, Mr. Sawyer. It's good to see you, brother. It's great to see you. And last but not least, Mr. Deontay, it's good to have you with us today, man. I know you're new to the podcast but we and kind of new to Breaking Barriers, but, you know, I'm happy that you're here with us today. Just share a few words real oh, man. quick. Thanks for the invite. I uh, really appreciate it. You know, it's my first time being on here, so I'm a little nervous, but... uh you know, it's been a it's been a different year. So I've been doing a lot of different stuff, and this is just adding to the list. Um, I'm 21. Um, I'm trying to finish up school, so just gotta keep going, keep pushing. All right, and Deontay, you know what? We're gonna start with you, man. Since you're the newbie to the podcast, um, can you talk a little bit about how you got involved in, with breaking barriers and why you uh, why you joined the council? Man, well, I was doing a lot through like say yes, and like. I just learned about Say Yes, and it was, like, dope what they was doing. You know, I was connecting with good people. Um, with Johanna and Stephanie, those was, like, the two main people they introduced me to. And it was, you know, it was good to me, taking care of me, uh, you know, help me with my, help me get internships, my resume, all that stuff. So I was, like, they built that trust. That's a big thing for me. So, you know, broke down that barrier that I had, you know. So then, um, then they told me about this, uh, breaking barriers, and it was, like, young men of color, you know, doing – just positive stuff and initiative for them. So I was like, man, that's something I would really want to get involved with. And I ended up coming to me and you and uh, PT, and it was uh, it was dope. It was a dope experience. I'm still, you know, growing. I got got one of my uh, friends, one of my close, my one, my one of my excuse me, one of my day ones, uh, to get on there with me. So I appreciate it. And yeah, we glad to have you, man. 
Uh, before we do that deep dive on reflections, I just want to just I gotta I gotta give some love to the Buffalo Bills right now. Oh they, yes, they crushing it right now, Absolutely. man. Ten and three. We probably should be eleven and two if it wasn't for D Hopkins. We ain't even from gonna Arizona, talk about it. but you know, um, really excited for the game this weekend. I have not just playoff aspirations, but Super Bowl aspirations for this mm-hmm. team. Allen Diggs. The rookie uh, Davis, they just killing it, man. And um, awesome. big shout out to the Bills Foundation too for supporting our efforts and our social justice initiative as well. So um, now that we got that out of the way, Xavier, twenty twenty. If you could sum it up in one word, man, what would you? What would you? What would you say? A wild. <laughs> Literally, that's all you could really say. Just been a roller coaster ride, right? With everything that gone on, like. January, March, I can't. I don't even remember those times. <laughs> like, before, like pre-COVID times, like I generally don't have a clue. Like, like from March all the way to now, like it's just been, like, it's like we're just in a textbook. Like I said before, uh, like this we were in, we were in like a history, like making year, mm-hmm. like not in not in the good ways, but it, it's just not that much I could really say about that, really. And Dwayne, you know, I know, I know, twenty twenty has been a rough year for you. Um, yeah. You had to, you know, navigate some challenges and had some different transitions this year. But you know, I know COVID kind of hit you close to home. Can so can you kind of just talk about, you know, COVID is the elephant in the room in a sense because there's so much that we had to deal with this year. But can you just kind of talk about how COVID has impacted you and everything that you wanted to do this this year? Oh yeah, um, you know, it's different from when you actually have people affected by it. Because it literally makes you wonder, like, all of this stuff is happening to them. So, you know, it could damn for sure happen to me. So it makes you really question your health and it questions some of the stuff that you're doing on a day-to-day basis, whether wearing a mask or, you know, social distancing when going out to public places. It definitely makes you question and wonder. Um, my grandfather early, early back in March was one of the first people to contract it working downtown at City Hall. So it was... Yeah, it was pretty big because he was the third longest survivor for his age, which is 67. So he was the third longest survivor at the time. He got off the vent and currently he's still having some complications due to COVID, but he's, you know, making a full recovery. So it's a blessing, you know, because a lot of people weren't fortunate, fortunate enough to um, pull through 300,000 and counting. So, you know, it's a blessing that he survived and, um, doing better than what he started off doing you know so it's, it's great to know that there's light somewhere at the end of the tunnel you know so well happy to hear that granddad's doing oh yeah you thank know, you much better now awesome he's doing and, great you know, i know you had a couple tough uh, a couple tough months you know dealing with that and COVID has impacted all, all of us in a different way uh in particular you know education wise and our education oh, yeah. system right mm-hmm. so xavier you're a high school student Deontay, you're a college student. Both of you have been impacted um, by COVID. And I know, Dwayne, you've been pursuing your, your GED. So can you guys just talk about how you've had to adjust due to um, COVID and just the whole virtual space and what that's been like for you, especially as a young man of color? Okay, I guess I'll start. Uh, so my experience, I'm not going to lie, it's been a tough one for me. Uh, you know, um, I was kind of like struggling meeting deadlines. That's kind of like been my pattern throughout school since I was little. And, you know, going to college has been a lot of 
kind of the same, but I really been focusing, uh, especially once I got to UB, uh, once I transferred from Alfred State to UB, it was more of a mindset change, like, let's do this. Like, I separated myself from people, so I just needed to focus on school. So then um, when the pandemic hit and everything was transferred online, it was it came at a tough time because I, I think I had just missed, like, six assignments because I got into my class late. So I that was already down behind. My teacher was not going to let me make it up. And I was already off to a bad start with him. Like, I already had gotten in trouble with it in class or something. He, it kind of was a little tough situation. So then um, when everything shut down and it was just like, I didn't have the school support system or anything. It was me and versus, like, or his word. Like, you know what I mean? If he said I could... I was having technical difficulties with something because it was like new stuff that was adding and I ain't really, I wasn't really that tech savvy with it. So I, I kind of was struggling and he was just like, we, we not redoing it or, you know what I mean? And it was just like, there's no protocol for it. So it was just, mm. it's, it's what his, what's it, that was his word. So his word was bond. bond. And um, I had to take summer classes, you know, I, that went, a certain direction too, but you know, that's one to grow on. You know, you got to take responsibility for definitely everything that, that happened. So you got to be the biggest advocate for yourself and keep pushing. Um, I just wanted to comment real fast. Um, you said that there's no protocol taking that into initiative. What do you think should happen further for, you know, if we were to ever have a crisis like this again, what do you feel should happen in education, you know, in the educational realm that, should help people like you and I from, you know, trying to achieve a degree at a time like this when, you know, you got so much on your plate and got so much on your mind. So what do you feel protocol-wise should be added? Man, well, actually, uh, I had started an initiative for, like, one of my classes. It was, like, a little petition, um, mm -hmm. and it was called Project Distancing. So what I wanted to do is, like, extend the deadlines for the current curriculum because we're in a different situation now. Mm, okay, right, right, right. Yeah. You know I mean? So in that curriculum, do you feel... In person should be should be used more or less. Um, it should be used, I guess, less, but when needed. You know, what I mean, if I need to come talk to you, you know, mm -hmm. then it should be a way that we can make that happen. So the emotional support factor is definitely needed more. Oh, definitely, it's a right a totally different time for mental health. You know what I mean? Definitely. Xavier, how about your take on your what your educational experience has been like since we've been in this pandemic? Yeah, so ever since last year when we first had to shut everything down, it was a little hard to adjust. Not only not only was this like full virtual schooling was weighing on my mind, but then you also had the George Floyd protests that were going on. Mm -hmm. And then I guess with that, that was like the feather that broke the camel's back because it was just hard like to like stay on track my schoolwork. So last year I did end up passing with a good GPA, but I did, but I could have had a much better and it really did tank my grade. So uh, coming into this school year right now, I had to really make sure I'm adjusted and make sure I'm mentally straight. And for the most part, as far as like keeping grades up, it, I think I'm doing good, but it's just like, I'm still being getting overwhelmed with the assignments I have to do, making sure I'm coming to classes on time, like making sure I have good time management. Like it's really stressful. And 
you know, every day you just try to go by. You try to just make sure you get your work done. You go into office hours, get help if you need it from teachers. But it is like for almost every student, probably it is like mind exhausting. It over it is overwhelming us and it's really damaging us mentally. But we're still we're still gonna power through it. Right. So you since you went there, we're gonna go there. You know, you brought up the social unjust the social uprising just yeah. the way that we've been treated for years and years and years it finally seemed like it came to a head this year right and yes it seemed like people started to wake up which was weird for yeah. me to even kind of it's weird for me to even say that because it's like why weren't you woke already mm-hmm. right where, where was your wokeness <laughs> right. before right this the things that have occurred this year have been occurring you know, before any of us were even on this earth, right? So, yeah. and you guys had a chance to participate in that, uh, the march that we had here, the 100-man march that we yes. had here from City Hall. Come on, you mental, the, uh, for real. Yeah. Right, right. You guys had a chance to participate in that, and we know what happened with George Floyd. We know what happened with Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, just your, your your reflections on, you know, everything that's occurred since then. <sighs> you know, they had the, not the trial, but the... Um, the legal ramifications of, you know, what occurred with that, with folk being charged, not charged in these yeah. instances where, you know, it seems like we're being gunned down by police and police brutality. Just just put it all out there. Just tell me how you really feel and how it's kind of impacted you and just your thoughts on it. Anybody? Mm. I feel like it was a social, like you said, it was an uprising. So I feel like having that verdict and seeing that nobody was found guilty in the Breonna Taylor case, well, as far as my concern, no, the main, the main, <clears throat> Excuse me. The main person wasn't found guilty at that time. And now we're sitting here. I feel like a lot of anger is built up. So a lot of more pressure is going to be added. I feel like that's better because now people are seeing that there is still work to be done. If he would have, you know, been um, found guilty, everybody would have celebrated the next, you know, few weeks. We would have had, you know, memorials. Great. But then it would have been to a cease, I feel. I feel like now that we fight, you know, we have a reason to fight and keep fighting for and fight for that justice that, you know, that's deserved. Now I feel like more people is going to jump on that metaphorical bandwagon and, you know, start to want to, you know, like you said, become woken. And I feel like there's, you know, people should have already been open minded with these scenarios because it's for real, it's life or death. So I feel like, you know, you should already have an open mind that other people's lives matter besides your own and besides your race. So I feel like now we have a reason to fight more. And now we have um, we have the objective that we needed. So we're going to get to that point. It's just a matter of how to get to that point. So we need to do more talking on planning wise on what should we do as a whole, like as a community? What can we do to improve? But, um, yeah, I feel like it's, it's off to a rocky start. To say the least, you know, to fight for social justice. Okay. Anybody else want to chime in there? Huh? Um, what was the question again? We just kind of just talking about just the the social yeah. unrest and everything that's happened in regards to Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. You know, the many, the countless other folk that have lost their lives. Right. Um, well, I I think you know, obviously, you know, the pandemic has been. A lot of bad things But I also believe Having everybody sit inside And really sit with themselves, And then seeing this on TV It was like Kind of put a spotlight on it Because there was mm-hmm. nothing Really else going on You know So then The athletes finally got involved um, Which is I mean Which is good But you know They are just athletes You know what I mean We the people The people who make the change So we can't look to them But I'm glad to hear their voices And you know They have a lot more influence Than a regular black man 
you know, so I think that's a big component and it gives hope for change because they do have power. You Since you touched on the, the sports arena um, this year, you know, one of the first things that impacted me and people might think this is crazy. And Xavier, you already know where I'm going with this. It's just the fact that we lost Kobe so tragically, mm-hmm. man. And mm-hmm. I, that hurt me to the core. Like I can't even fake it. Like I met Kobe, you know, and the, when it happened, you know, my phone was blowing up. See, people were calling me. I'm at my my part time job, and I'm like, "What's going on? Did somebody die?" I'm thinking that something, you know, something happened to my family. And I hear people talking about it in the restaurant. I'm like, "Yeah, right. That's fake news. TMZ yeah. they lying. Like, no way in the world." And like, it just I st- I broke down right there in that moment, man. It's just because Kobe was one of those people that I just idolized, and we've lost. You know that was that was not COVID related, but we've mm-hmm. lost so many other people due to COVID. Absolutely, um, bad start off to the year for real. You know we we saw sports start, stop, start again. <laughs> Teams playing basketball games in a bubble. Um, you know you got players and f- football games get po- getting postponed. And there's everything. not a norm anymore, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. There's not no norms. Like there's nothing normal. I mean, we had to. Think about everything we were doing on a normal, you know, day-to-day basis. And we had to reverse that, like, 360 completely. Now we have to wear masks in the public. Now, we, even when we're running, we have to wear a mask. So, the you gym. know. Right. So, you know, it's like. Um, barbershops getting shut down. Barbershops getting shut down. And, you know, thank God. Shout out to Governor Cuomo in the office for them for opening up the our health care and health essential th- needs that we needed desperately. So, shout out for them trying to get those reopened. But I feel like there's a lot. I lost my train of thought. That's cool. I, I can jump in there and actually uh, yeah. let's, let's shift gears, right? So mm-hmm. we've been kind of talking about COVID on a national level, but even here locally, yeah. the impact that it's had on Buffalo, everything that's happened this year, you know, the, the impact that it's had on Buffalo. So program-wise, we had to shift to a virtual platform. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do the podcast for a little while the way that we're doing it now. So can you guys just talk about um, what – what it meant to you to still have breaking barriers in some shape, form, and capacity, even though we were accustomed, when you guys were accustomed to seeing each other in person and just having that contact with one another. What you know, just kind of talk, speak to that a little bit. Yeah. So when we first got on, like it was something new. Wasn't used to it. I used to being in the same space, Bennett High School. All my brothers just talk about life, but. The virtual experience, I think, is in a way, sort of, I felt like it brought us closer together. Like, we're in our own homes, but we're still connected. Uh, But I really think it really did contribute to my overall mental well-being. I think think that's uh, one of the main reasons why I think I'm still mentally stable, because I have this little outlet with all of you guys on there. And... uh, I know with school, it always be stressing me out. But then evening times come, even if I know I'm, like, extremely tired, I still like to hop on and, like, be around. Like, I like the feeling, like, that all you brothers, like, like give me. Like, you just make me feel better. Like, make me stay mentally strong and all that stuff. So I'm really glad, like, we were able to switch to Zoom and still be connected. Because mm-hmm. some, I know some programs probably don't have access to Zoom, and they're probably not able to they're probably not seeing each other like for throughout this whole entire year. So I'm really grateful that we were able to transition to zoom and mm-hmm. just all be together. I feel I'm like the reverse on that. You know, I feel like the zooms took away our intimate connection that we had and we were mm-hmm. growing. I feel like, um, for me personally, I feel like we lost 
we lost a big part of who we were, you know, coming together as one in the circle, talking about some of the stuff that we need to talk about and the, some of the stuff that was really affecting us. You know, we, it's the same outcome with Zoom, but I feel like it's a whole different type of, you know, you're going to get a different um, you're going to get a different reaction from different people because, you know, having that physical connection, that eye to eye contact when you're talking about some deep and like deep and personal stuff is different. From, you know, being on a call and seeing them face to face on camera, I feel like you just lose that intimate connection with each other. And I feel like it makes it harder for us to grow with each other along with that. So I feel like it's kind of hard to make that connection and just basically, you know, try to find um, normalcy within the using Zoom. So it's yeah, it's tough for me personally. Yeah, I can't front, man. I miss putting Dwayne in the headlock, <laughs> slapping him upside the head every now and again. But you know, we'll get back to that eventually. Um, Deontay, you came to us. Uh, your your only experience with us has been virtual, and then we went when we switched to some of the outdoor, um, physically distancing activities. So you just talk about what your experience has been. Yeah, so I was like, all I know, all I know is, um, you know, the the Zoom breaking barriers. You know what I mean? But but it, like at the time that it came, it came in like at a like a great time in my life. You know, what I mean, I could really sit down and then dedicate that time to it you know what i mean and then it was a great experience like seeing you know all these young guys just talking about real life things that can help them but then they also you know they bring in their joy and their energy and that's like i needed to see that because it's like I, I needed that in my in my life at that time you know what i mean so it was, it was definitely a tough time but it was like it made it a little bit easier and that's like you need those positive things and that was just that was a big positive that was a big positive so I think it's a great experience, you know what I mean? And especially at times like this, you know, you should definitely come check us out. So if I could take a moment to kind of give my reflection on it. Um, I've actually, I can't lie to you guys. Initially when we had to make this switch over to Zoom and even, you know, my daily just nine to five work, it was hard for me because I'm used to getting up, getting out of my house, mm-hmm. being able to, you know, move around. Planning the lessons. Go to the gym, interact with you guys. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm one of those kind of people and I need that, right? But yeah. I will say the switch to this virtual platform that we now have within Breaking Barriers, I feel like it kind of gave us an additional element, right? And I think it provided not just you guys, but myself and Tommy, just another outlet to still be able to connect with you guys. Because what I was fearful of was that, and we've seen this with young people, is that they would slide into these spaces of being depressed and not feeling like they were connected with folk. And, you know, young people, you guys are way more social now than I think I was when I was coming up. Like, And you guys thrive off that, I think, uh, often. So I was worried about that lack of connectivity that that young people will have. But I think the I think us connecting virtually between the you know, we were doing it Monday through Friday for a while. We had to and then we switched to Tuesdays and Thursday nights. We had Chef Steve on showing you guys how to cook different meals and different presenters coming right. on and just speaking life into you guys. Y'all know I love um our workouts. So those flex and stretch Saturdays. Jumping Jack's high knees. Like I've so I've enjoyed those. I've been aspects. to two. <laughs> I've been to two. One in person, one on Zoom. I see, you know, it's great. I love to see y'all doing that. You know, I feel like um being on now for three years, 
about to be four soon. I can't wait. You know, it's a monumental moment. After a while, you do get, um, I ain't even going to say tired of it because you never get tired of seeing, you know, brothers. But I feel like you do lose that momentum you had growing growing up to, you know, feeling good that you, you know, meeting with your folks, got something to do, planning, writing stuff down. I miss that. I do. I miss the brainstorming that we used to do in person because we had a lot of stuff to say. And a lot of times on Zoom, people going to be afraid to say they comment because you can't see other people's faces because sometimes they be off or, you know, you just you, you seem skeptical about sharing and rather than in person when everybody is being up front. So, you know, if somebody laughing at what you're saying, you know, I feel like it's definitely a mental game when you talking about different situations and it definitely can help you and it can break you because I feel like, you know, showing that you're vulnerable to conversations. Do that make you feel weaker as a person or do that, you know, just show that you're open with your vulnerability you know i think it it works both ways so i feel like for me personally i feel the in-person was way more better for me because you know we had a lot we got a lot of stuff done and we talked about a lot of personal stuff that you just can't talk about over you know over your tablet or your laptop got you if i could ask you to reflect on something positive that breaking berries kind of brought to you or gave you or you know, an experience or just a specific moment or time or something that we did this year that was positive. What what would what would that one thing be that you would want to kind of highlight? I guess I'll start. Uh, I think, well, this has been like this was more beyond like 20, like 2020, like 2019. But I think it made me I, it still like elevated, elevated me in 2020. I would definitely say public speaking. Well, virtual speaking more because uh because of course, but yeah, to, you've had a chance to do some presentations. Yeah. You had a ch- you uh presented to to the Gates Foundation. So yeah, yeah. How did that go? Yeah, it went good. The uh, Gates, the specifically the Gates Foundation one. Uh, <laughs> that was a I enjoyed doing that one, and pretty much uh, for other different things we had to do. Well, I had to do the Rumble. Yeah, the Rumble. Shout out to uh, Sean Dove, <laughs> <and> Anthony Smith. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, just having to really, I think I really got, it really got me stronger, like on my public speaking skills, which I really liked, uh, making sure uh, I sound more proper, sound more great. And I think that's something that the 2020 really bought to me. And I'm really grateful for that. For me, it has to be definitely um the experience that I've had. I've had so many, thank God. You know, it's a blessing. I don't even know. I can't even really pick one, but if I were to say one, um, definitely got to be the Cities United Conference this year. Even though it was virtual, I still had that connection because we actually got stuff done that, you know, like I feel like it's different when you're talking to people from, like, you know, you're used to talking to in person and then seeing people that you haven't seen in, like, a year then seeing them on it is different, I feel like, because you're used to talking to people. Like, I'm used to talking to y'all in person. And then seeing the conference, you know, some of the people from the conference, it was it felt good just to see them in general. So, you know, um, that, that was great because we saw different mayors, city leads, the whole nine. And it was, you know, that was a great experience. Uh, for me, it was, uh, the working out was cool on Saturday when we went to uh, Delaware. And that was cool, uh, just going out there 
uh, working out and then running. I don't know when the last time I ran. <laughs> Show too. <laughs> and then uh, also another simple one was just the what's good, you know, um, and everybody just saying, you know, what's good in your life right now. So I feel like it made me like see a lot of different things like, like, oh, this person said, like, that's a fact. I, I got that in my life too. And I even think about that, saying that, like, I even think about that as a positive thing. So I think it was just, you know, seeing other people's perspective, mm. you know, just, yeah, that's, that's it. Simple. Speaking of what's, what's good, we're going to ride that thing, right? So sure. I think, you know, 2020 is right, 2021, excuse me, is right around the corner, right? So mm. what's, uh, give me one thing that's going to be good for you in 2021 or, or a goal that you have, something that you want to accomplish in 2021 or something that you're looking forward to in 2021. For me, 2021, I just want to knock out my schoolwork, make sure I have a good GPA. My, I just want to make sure that my school, like what I'm doing in school, is all up to date, uh, no low grades, because I know this uh, throughout the school year, it has been really, like I said before, incredibly overwhelming, but uh, I really believe I'm going to overcome it, and I really want to make sure I have all my stuff in order. I'm more organized. I'm getting in my work and on time. I'm studying for any tests or assignments I have. Like, I want to really make sure, like, my own self is really better prepared, like, uh, for, like, for this continuing online school. Hopefully, we go back to hybrid, but still, just... Make sure, making sure, like I'm at that good level, you know. I like that. I like that. Oh, it's quite simple for me. I just need to finish school. So <laughs> once I do that, um, my plans are, you know, endless. You know, I feel like it's just school. It's it's that obstacle. You can't do nothing once you finish. Then you're, it's sky's the limit. But once you, you know, it's it's always going to be something stopping you from doing something that you want to achieve because you haven't filled that education gap. So you know, I feel like. Once I fill that gap, it's it's you know sky's the limit. All right, you just gotta use what's around you to help hey, you fill that gap. Hey man, it's all right. Always. Use your tools. See, Dwayne want me to get a ball from right now. I'm gonna get a ball from for now. <laughs> he gave me that look. <laughs> love you, D. All love, Daniel. <laughs> that was sarcastic, but all right. Yeah, you get to. Uh, I know. That's why I said all love. You know what? <laughs> 2021 man What you looking forward to In 2021 Deontay Man I'm looking forward To getting back on, In school uh, You know Finish my degree Get my bachelor's uh, Start making some Some money mm. Start making some money For sure uh, Definitely want to take care Of my family You know And it's been showing Like what really matters You know what I mean And it's only You know I might not have As much time As we think we do So you know It's just like re energizing you know to go harder you know what i mean just to stay focused and just sitting down i had to sit down for a year and just think about what i really want or who i am and where i want to go and how i'm gonna get there so you know start implementing that and connecting with people uh connecting with people yeah yeah I would say for me i'm looking forward to young people getting back into schools the way we typically know school um, I think there, there are components from the virtual space that we can kind of take away and apply. Um, so I'm kind of I'm thankful for this is strange. I'm going to say this. I'm kind of I'm thankful for the things that have occurred this year because they push me to kind of move and, and do some things differently. Um, I've been telling people that we probably will never, ever live through another time like this in mm -hmm. our in our lifespan where you actually kind of got time back in a sense. 
Um, you had a chance. Mm-hmm. You were forced to kind of sit down and think about, you know, those life. things that you life, right? Those things that you've always <laughs> said. You. Oh, I want to do this, or it would be great if I could do that. And I wish I had more time to do this. You kind of receive some time where you could sit down and put some of those things together. So I've been grateful for you know the the time where I could sit down and those three or four ideas, business ideas. I kept saying, that, oh, I want to do this. That I've actually started to kind of put those things together, and. You know, this will be my last point, and I'll kick it back over to you guys, is that I feel in our community especially, if we don't put things in place now or haven't started to initiate some things that will help us to come out of COVID better than we were going into it, we did ourselves a great disservice. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying because COVID, like, we got to remember not only did it has, like, like social and mental setbacks, we also have to realize the economic setback that it really cost us, especially mm-hmm. to the city of Buffalo. So, yeah, I really agree with you. We got to make sure that as a community, like we like have have our financial straight. Make sure that we are uh, preparing ourselves because it's and I know it's going to be tough because we the government did an absolutely terrible job as providing like relief and make sure that we're economically strong but uh sometimes you sometimes you have to do it in alone and it it is our job to make sure that we as a community we're in this together because this is a time where you cannot be we cannot have that selfish mentality like at this time like we need to be unified as a community absolutely yeah i think 2020 it definitely stretched us but stretched us in a good way so i i feel like Mental health, like we've been using that a lot since we started this podcast. Mental, 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 mental. A lot of us have evaluated our mental status. A lot of us, because we were brought to points. Maybe some of us more than others. Self-diagnosed. Well, no, but I'm saying, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying we were brought to points. Maybe during the you know process of COVID that we were almost at our end to point. Like we almost lost it. A lot of us have got to that point. <laughs> We had to evaluate what's better for us as as far as that means, what's more healthier to deal with and how should we deal with it? And I think we've gotten to that point to where we know what's what some of our strong points and weaker points are now because of COVID, because we've had the time to analyze ourselves and analyze our mind on where we are standing. And mental health is probably one of the biggest things that people forget to evaluate before, you know, evaluating a job evaluating a test, evaluating a quiz, whatever the case is. We need to start thinking, like, what can I do to better myself mentally? Not, you know, not just, you know, business-wise, physically, you know, whatever. But what can I do to benefit myself mentally? What can I do to help me on a day-to-day basis? What can I add to my routine to help me on a day-to-day basis? And I think a lot of us have thought about that and issued a lot of new coping mechanisms. You know, for me, I've been doing yoga more often than usual, I know. And I, and it's actually really, really soothing. And I just, I enjoy it. So I feel like um, different people is, you know, coming out with different coping skills. And it's great because it's, you know, making us evaluate that. So if, God forbid, if we were to ever have anything like this in the future, we would know how to deal with it, you know, because we've had that time to think, like, man, this is it. So what am I going to do? I've been through this. So I feel like a lot of us are, you know, finding those skills that we're going to improve on. I think you made a great point there, right? So we've been tested this year. Mm-hmm. We've been challenged, right? And a lot of times when when 
instances happen in our, in our lives, um, you have to figure out, you know, how you're going to rise to the occasion or rise mm-hmm. to meet that challenge or, or surpass, get around that barrier, that adversity, right? So um, I think it's in our DNA, though, as as young black men to be, you know, people that can face adversity and, and get through it, right? Mm. Um, I think you guys have demonstrated it. I don't think our people would be where we are to this day if we didn't kind of have that in our genome in a, in a sense. So, but I'm, I'm glad you kind of made those points over there, Dwayne. Definitely. Yeah. You inspired me. Wow. I'm happy you got inspired. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate you being inspired. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like, yeah. All right, y'all. I'm Mr. Go Cruz, on. we never talked to you. I'm sorry. He was about to go off. We, how do you feel? You know, you, you've, Prior to us starting the conversation, did you were you just talking. Add a guest to the podcast. Yes, I did. Mr. That's Cruz, not- our producer, the one and only Jamil Cruz, is an amazing person. So, Jamil, you know, you were a busy person prior to COVID. So, how could you, or what's some of the stuff that you've been doing to help you, you on your mental? You said some of the stuff. This is oh, weird. Yeah. This is super <laughs> weird going you know, on right now. I'm not used to this. <laughs> but what have been some of the things that I've been doing to yeah, help we'll help you get through this? Um, you know, I, I leaned a lot on, uh, just my faith over the last year, Mm -hmm. you know, um, just really kind of doubled down and really taught the strength of my faith and making sure that I'm being very intentional about, you know, giving God some of my time, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I try to do that, you know, at least every morning, you know, even if it's just for a few minutes, you know, just, you know, just diving, diving into the word and everything and just trying to, you know, refresh myself that way. Um, but also too, just being very cognizant about my mental health and not being afraid to talk to people about it mm-hmm. as well. You know, it's obviously for many different reasons this year, 2020 was just like, it was a challenge for all of yeah. us. Right. So for me, it's just like making sure that, you know, we, we aren't afraid to, and we don't, you know, feel like this, this stigma against like talking to somebody mm-hmm. um, when it comes to dealing with our mental health, you know, um, because mental, we, we deal with it. You know, it's, just, it's something that we all have to deal with. But at the same time, you know, I think if we are able to um, really kind of get out of our own way and just kind of talk to people when we when we need the help mm. and really surround yourself with good people as well. You know, I've been really intentional about making sure that, you know, I am I'm trying to reach out to people more just to just doing wellness checks on people, you know, right. just making sure my family, my friends and everything are good. Um, and I know that's that's gone a long way in helping me to just to feel good about myself. Mm. But also, too, I think the last thing is um, there have been opportunities um, for us, um, you know, for me particularly over the course of the year, just to just to give back some. Right. You know, so because I realized that my my life is is rooted in service. Right. I realized that the purpose, my purpose for being here on this planet is to serve other people, mm. you know. So and when when you're able to when you're able to give and we're able to serve, it's going to get reciprocated. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so that's been, you know, how I've been able, because 2020 has been a challenging year, but I can honestly say it's probably been one of the best years of my life. That's, it's been r- really one of the best years of my life, just from, from a number of different perspectives, from just like um, personally things at home and just financially, and you know, just visibility wise and everything. So um, it's, it's been an amazing year for me, despite all of the challenges that we had to go through. Spoken like a true change maker. I was and, just uh, about to say spoken since, like a true mayor. We, since we brought Jamil on the podcast, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna um uplift and we always talk about uplifting our brothers and sharing positive things, um, and speaking life into the young men. 
um, and men that are involved in breaking barriers. But Jamil, you know, I know you recently received some recognition for, uh, you know, the work that you do around business and economic development and civic engagement so that people will change awards, man. Big up, big up on yes. that. Yes. That's huge. Right. No doubt. Yeah, we are. The People's Change Award, though, that's that's big. A lot of people dream for something like that. And it's it's great, but it goes to show you you're a strong you're a strong advocate to say the least. You are very strong willed, and you have that passion. A lot of us wish we had. I know I wish I had the same drive, but you know you found what it's in there. It. I'm talking. You just gonna <laughs> don't make me lose my thought. No, but I feel like. We, I feel like I wish I had the same drive, but the thing is, you found what gives you drive, and a lot of us are missing that factor. And I feel like if we were to just find that piece that fit that puzzle, we can finally come out with something. You know, open Pandora's box. You know, I'm gonna push you now. No, don't do it. I was about to end the podcast, but now we gotta go there because you went there. Mm -hmm. So, what do you feel like you need to do to unlock that thing that's inside that we all know is there? Oh man, you know that's a that's a trip and journey I have to travel down. How long you gonna travel down that journey? As far as they say, you know, you you'll know when you know. And I feel like I've, I'm getting to that point. Like I liked I, ever since I started public speaking, I enjoyed it. So you know, I don't know. Maybe I don't know about political field in the future. I'm I'm thinking about it, but um, so I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about maybe something political, maybe a what you running a for politician. Hmm. Xavier said he. Xavier said yeah. he, he, he said he need a running mate. And what year are you gonna run for president? Was it 2036? Oh no, I'm two years. 2040. 2040. <laughs> yeah. All right, my bad. Yeah, I I don't know. I want to start off on a city level and then work my way to state. And um, God for you know, if God approves of that, then I'll do it. But I definitely yeah. want it. Like like Jamil was saying, being a servant to your community is nothing better because it just gives you that recognition that you know that should be given to the city but you know you have to fight for it so i feel like the city of buffalo is definitely deserves more recognition despite our past and i feel like we're on the right path to having a successful city but you know it takes it takes a village and i feel like it takes a lot of us us buffalonians to step up to the picture and i'm definitely want to be one of them to step up so you know once i get there and um figure that out hold on pause did you say step up to the picture yeah <laughs> step up to the picture. Step Every, up it's, to the plate. We, we, nah, nah, nah. It's my metaphor. Step up to the picture because I right. feel like you know what you absolutely right because I had to check Tommy the other night on a Zoom call <laughs> for changing up your statement, Xavier. I, I retract. You got me backtracking today. I am so sorry, Mr. Dwayne Sawyer. It's okay. It's okay because you know what we all make mistakes. So you know, it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of, Daniel. You know what? With that, it's a wrap. I'm gonna give you the last <laughs> word, and I'm gonna let you close us out. All right, y'all. It's been real. Once again, we talked about it. We dreamed about it. We did it and we accomplished. So it's time to wrap up. All right, Xavier. I appreciate you for coming on the podcast yep, today, no my guy. I appreciate you. Deontay. Deontay. Yes, yes I remember. Deontay and my boy Jamil. Of course, Daniel Robertson. And it's been real, y'all. So we'll have to you know keep up so i want to make sure you subscribe on all social media platforms including apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and stitcher google Podcasts. we on stitcher now google Podcasts. stitcher google Podcasts. i'm gonna need the new one because i didn't know we on stitcher now stitcher google Podcasts, and did you say apple, apple yeah i said apple Podcasts, and um yeah everything so make sure you subscribe on all social media platforms and please please share please keep sharing and um tell a friend you know we're trying to do something we're trying to give y'all the 
our little gist of everything. So we want to, you know, spread the message and spread the word. So please stay in tuned and um, thank y'all for rocking with us. It's been real. And thank you to the Greater Buffalo Racial Equity Roundtable. Oh, yes. Say yes, Buffalo, <laughs> and also the Oshai Foundation. Thank you, y'all. We appreciate you. Peace. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Breaking Barriers podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you follow us on all of the streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. For more information about Breaking Barriers, visit our website at www.breakingbarriersbuffalo.org.